0: This is classic business. Breakfast with Moneyweb. Arabile Gumede and Nastasia Aronson on Classic 1027.
1: 6 minutes after 7 to uh, discuss the markets a little bit further is Gary Boyson, who joins me in studio. He's a portfolio manager at Rand Gary, there's uh, a whole host of information, a whole host of company news as we discussed uh, a little bit uh, before the show started. Which one of those do you want to start with?
0: Uh, they call it a slew, <laughs> a slew of <laughs> results yesterday. So we had, uh, I don't know where to start. So we had. Uh, okay, let's
1: start with. The ones that you liked and the ones you didn't the like. The
0: ones that I liked and the ones I didn't like. So it's difficult to say. So the ones I didn't like certainly were Woolies and True. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so retail, retailers under pressure. Now, a lot of the information that we got in these uh, updates had already been telegraphed with the um, the sales updates that we get normally in the, in the mid, sort of mid-January. Mm. Uh, but Woolies certainly, I actually had uh, the opportunity to chat to the CEO, Ian Moore, yesterday. And uh, yeah, it's, it's in a really, really difficult spot if you look at what's happening uh, with, with David Jones overseas. Uh, or at least in in Australia, so they had guided for headline, well diluted adjusted headline earnings to be down between 7.5 and 12.5 uh, percent. They came in at 9.2, so they, they matched guidance, and we actually saw the stock trading up on the day. So it was up, uh, you know, it was up uh, you know, almost three percent at one point. Uh, but again, that David Jones operation just mm-hmm. under so much pressure. You know they've already impaired uh, you know a lot of the goodwill uh, from from the deal, uh, and they you know they, they just seem to be struggling to to get that business right uh, as you just. Describes so of the first two years were good, but uh, the second two years have, have required significant restructuring. And obviously with the the executive, uh, the, at least the CEO of that business, resigning, uh, David Thomas, uh, he's going to be spending a lot more time, as he puts it, putting his arms around the business, trying to get it to right-sized. Food sales were, were okay; they were at least at uh, least positive. But mm-hmm. uh, again, Woody's Apparel continues to disappoint. Uh, Truer's was probably marginally better. Um, they, I suppose, they, they're more credit retailer, and yeah. they, they describe their credit book is, is still very strong. But the, the problem coming through is really in their top line growth. So, just not getting the sales volume through. The, the business being run, run and managed well, but you know, without uh, the consumer managing to spend more, it's uh, it, it doesn't look like a pretty picture for retailers in South Africa.
1: Yeah, and Discovery uh, came out with their numbers as well. What did you make uh, of their plans?
0: Discovery was an interesting one yeah. because they, they took a lot of flack and Adrian Gore was defending <laughs> himself on all fronts on many shows yesterday about the cost of their, their beautiful Discovery building in yes. Sanson, which I think is running at about 23 million round a month. Um, him saying that, you know, and then obviously, you know, Coming, coming with, uh, you know, lower earnings as well. Mm. So, and a lot of people just looking at the, the dip in earnings compared to the rental that they're paying to, <laughs> yes. to Growth Point and their partner and uh, saying, you know, do you really need such a nice building? And he, him defending it and saying, you know, they were across five premises as before and, uh, you know, looking at the actual cost per square meter, this is, you know, they couldn't have done better. But I think shareholders may be a little bit upset about that. <laughs> they they did miss, uh, however, on their, their, um, their Discovery Life business. So they had, uh, you know, they described it as, uh, you know, you know, statistical volatility it's a one in a 20 year chance that they'll get something like this um, but I think also a little bit of concerns the actuaries might have uh, you know perhaps priced things a little bit wrong they mm. kind of described it as you know a few you know older very rich people had claims and uh, you know it, it happens and yeah. and it, it, it probably wouldn't be repeated but we'll definitely keep an eye on that uh, to make sure that the, that's, uh, that is actually a one-off uh, but otherwise it's, it's, it's really the story of the bank so if you look at the international businesses you look at their local business I mean, they're tra- still trading at a large premium to embedded value, so it is still an expensive stock. But you can understand why. I mean, Ping on growing over 100%. Uh, you know, in, in a very exciting market, they they always kind of just dipped a toe in that market. Yeah. They weren't they, It wasn't a full-blown strategy like some of the other um, South African companies that have gone on international expansions to their detriment. Yeah. Um, they've done it very, very smartly, and um, and it seems to be paying off. And and I think it, it is an exciting business, bringing that vitality model, yeah. in, you know, m- and making it. Global, I think there's huge opportunity there, and it's one of the reasons the stock trades at such a premium. Uh, the stock was uh, you know up on the day, it was up about half a percent. So, Mark, I think a lot of the the, the news in there, especially around the bank migrating 300,000 uh, mm-hmm. credit cards as well uh, from their F, F and bjv into into their own bank, which will you know be a kind of a, a phased in approach over the next uh, year or so. It looks good. It looks like a, a, a company that uh, does look like an earnings blip this this, this, this reporting season, but yeah. it looks like a company moving from strength to strength.
1: Apart from company uh, numbers, your overall assessment of yesterday's market performance, I mentioned earlier the all-share falling three-tenths of a percent. So
0: it was an interesting... Moves yesterday because you had you we obviously coming off the budget as well. So mm-hmm. the bu- as the, as the budget was released and that full text came out at two o'clock, you saw the rand spike mm-hmm. up to kind of fourteen twenty eight, and then we you, you saw a strong reversal yesterday. So we saw that around I believe it was lows thirteen eighty at one point, and it was kind of dipping below that level. And I think everyone was getting very optimistic mm-hmm. that you know if you kind of look at the technicals or pict- picture, at least the technical picture on the rand, it could be a lot stronger than this. And and I think that's where you got this big. Push into the banks and, mm. and kind of South Africa Inc. Uh, on the on the back of that you also had a couple of uh, resource companies resulting we had uh, results at least so we had Anglo American we had yeah. Sabanya as well um, the miners and especially the gold miners down heavily yesterday so we had the likes of Anglo Gold lo- losing three and a half percent Gold fields down you know three point six seven percent so you know a lot of pressure coming through on the resources partly fueled by what was expected to be a, a stronger currency I think it's now back to fourteen so mm. Rand you know continuing to plague uh, equity trade but uh, yeah it, it, it was a busy day and uh, and overall yeah I think positive for for s a Inc um, yeah a little bit more negative for the the rand hedge stocks
1: all right so you know uh, what I found interesting is that uh, in twenty in the beginning of this year, we had a whole host of financial institutions and asset managers talking about the risks you can expect for two thousand and nineteen or at least the risks they're quite they 're looking at but over uh, on the u s side of things everybody was wondering whether the Fed Reserve will inter, will increase interest rates for this year. And I think that was a question which even the Fed officials couldn't even answer as well because they didn't know exactly what's going to happen. And then you have the um, minutes that came out of the FOMC that slightly dovish, but now does that fuel speculation that we might get a possible cut in the distant future, considering some of the unfavorable global macroeconomic conditions and the weak numbers that are coming um, out of the U.S. I mean, how are you viewing the Fed at this point?
0: As you say, coming into the year, we were, you know, the Fed was, was very hawkish. I mean, we were expecting that, that kind of rate path to, to, to continue to tick up. And uh, But as you say, even the Fed officials don't know. And the way that they, they telegraph that to the market is by saying it's all data dependent mm. and it depends what's going on. Uh, and I mean, they technically should be looking at the fundamental economic data in the US. And US unemployment is strong. Growth rates are strong. There's no reason why we shouldn't have expected that to, to continue to move higher. We obviously got the wobbles on the stock market they were calling uh, red October and then you know December was also very very uh, volatile uh, on equity markets and that that technically shouldn't change the you know the fed's outlook but but certainly we've seen uh, expectations of of rate increases in the u s moderating significantly and uh, I'm, I'm just pulling up my Fed watch tool, which uh, <laughs> gives me the exact <laughs> yes. it's, 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 it's basically it's a tool where you can see the exact probability of, of rate hikes and it's kind yeah. of price price daily, so you will get uh, an exact idea of where it is At the moment we're expecting you know certainly no change now if we look out to the end of the year. Um, It has been up until now very much, uh, you know, pricing and no movement at all. There was a slight chance of a cut, but it was around 20%. Uh, Currently, if you look out to the December meeting, there's an 87% chance that uh, interest rates will be flat uh, in the US Mm. with a 7.4% chance that they might uh, give us a, a little bit of relief. But as they say, it will all be data dependent.
1: All right. Gary Boyson still joins us throughout the show. Let's take a quick break.